Jacob. Hey, what's up? What do sisters who were raised by magic and witchcraft practicing ants and an adventurous little boy who is turned into a mouse by the evil Grand High Witch have in common? Uh, I have no idea. What do they have in common? Well, let me tell you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's find out. This week I watched Witches. And this week I watched Practical Magic. And now it's time to make The, the Movie, movie Connection. All right, everybody, welcome in. Hi there, my name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister... Casey! And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast Ooh. where... You know, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and to just remain connected in general, we decided to connect over something we both really enjoy. Movies. That's right. Movies. Okay? <laughs> the great unifier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so each week we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before. And then we sit down, we watch them, and when they, they, we discuss them, we review them, and then we try to figure out, hey, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies? Any at all. Anything. I mean, Anything. any little connection. Sometimes the and connections some... are super obvious. <laughs> Sometimes, like, it's almost in the title. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um... Yeah. But sometimes it'd be like that, all right? Like, it's our show. We do what we want and you can ease up off our back about it thank you very yeah, much yeah chill out okay <laughs> and don't worry here uh, spoiler alert there is going to be more connections than the you know the obvious you know witchcraft <clears throat> um you know so <laughs> there are more there's more to it um well without further ado i mean we got two like yeah two not only witch movies but yeah, Casey, I think you might have mentioned in the opener, very 90s, both of these. So 90s. And yet, both from different sides of the 90s. One, 1990, and one, 1998. Yes. Can you tell which one is which, though? Which yes. one is <laughs> oh, no. which? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you'd be able to, so you'd be able to pick out which one was from 98 just like 100%. that 100 percent. yeah i don't know if it's like the fashion uh-huh well i can tell you what it is the soundtrack for me <clears throat> yes 100 <laughs> percent. the fucking soundtrack isn't it this kiss uh, yeah Hill? i about like, lost <laughs> my mind how okay we can't talk about this yet but i really want to circle back because that is like something that was in a lot of movies in yeah. the 90s yeah and also is the most out of place song you could put in a movie about witches yeah. um <laughs> absolutely absolutely but <laughs> i digress because that is your movie right and we're <clears throat> starting with your movie mm-hmm. so this is the one from the night the early 90s so i mean honestly late 80s movie right um, it feels like it, yeah. yeah. With, like, the floral prints, like, you can sort of tell with the fashion and the hair. But with 90s creeping in, like, there's definitely, like, some technique, you know, visual techniques going on that are pretty sure. ahead of their time, like, for the 80s and stuff. Uh, effects, um, 
for <laughs> sure that are not that are pretty pretty ahead of their time. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The opening sequence was kind of bizarre. Uh, kind of reminded me of another witch movie. Uh, Hocus Pocus opens very similarly. Very similarly. Yeah. Even like with a similar tune. Yeah. Music-wise, a little bit similar. Yep. But, like, it is weird, though, with this Witches movie that it's, like, so fast. I was, like, getting so dizzy. I was, like, ugh. Yeah. It was, like, over a mountain. And then the music doesn't help. Like, the music is thrilling and bopping, too. Like, yeah, I I did always love that as a kid. Like, I would, you know, get down. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Get down in the room. Like, we all have those, that music. Like, Jurassic Park, like, ignites that in any kid. Like, (laughs) Um, awesome. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about the witch. It is, it is the witches. Okay, good. The witches. Not just, not witches, you know, not, not, not Facebook, right? Um, (laughs) the witches. You mean meta? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. The witches is about a little boy named Luke who goes with his parents and visits his grandma. Luke's parents die in a car accident. And Helga, his grandmother, becomes his guardian. She tells Luke some terrifying stories about witches. <laughs> they kidnapped her best friend as a child, and one day, while Lucas was playing outside, he saw a woman that he instantly recognized as a witch. She tries to trap him, but he ends up outsmarting her. When Luke and his grandma go on a trip, they accidentally crash a witch convention. Luke befriends food loving Bruno Jenkins. <laughs> and the Bruno witches catch... no, sorry. <laughs> and the witches catch him and turn him into a mouse soon luke is also turned into a mouse yeah. and the witches are scheming to turn all the children into mice mm-hmm. it is up to luke bruno and helga to stop these witches once and for all what's up witches <laughs> <laughs> very good awesome yeah Great synopsis. Uh, Thank you. I tried to hit all the points because there's a lot. Yeah, there's there's a lot. So, yeah, we'll get into this even more <laughs> with practical magic, I think. But since you bring it up, that's something I'm noticing about '90s movies. Is I well, I don't know. They fit a lot of. There's a lot of dense plots going on in yeah. movies nowadays. But but there's so much more spectacle that plot kind of. At the end of the day, you're like, well, did any plot happen? Right. Um, 90s movies, they managed to fit a lot of shit into one movie usually. Like, and yeah. with varying, like, tones. And, like, that's <laughs> another thing I pick out of 90s movies is, like, we, like, there's drastic tonal changes that happen in these movies. Um, yeah, because, like, this movie, if it was made now, could be just about a child who was orphaned, which is bad enough, and then, like, encounters some evil witches. Mm. It could be. Like, not include him meeting a friend and having mice and turning into a mouse. And, and even, you like, know, the grandma's history and, like... And know. the grandma, yeah, her history and then her getting the diabetes. Like, all of these different things, you know? Got the, but the hotel manager and, like, there's even... Yeah, what's that? Say, like, though, what do we that need? This is, like, such a joy of 90s movies, I think. And yeah. it's something that I... I don't always think about, but, you know, if, even if you go to your classic rom-coms, which are my favorites, like um, You've Got Mail, When Harry Met Sally, those take place over, like, years, yeah. and a lot of stuff happens in those, and that's I don't true. know if that's yeah. why I fe- find it, like, comforting, because it almost feels real 
in the way of things are happening constantly and yeah. you're just watching it, you know? Exactly. And that's part of what was entertaining then. Like, and totally. again, they didn't depend on spectacle. Like now they just, oh, throw in a fight scene, throw in a whatever, throw in, right. a, <laughs> throw in a cameo from a Ugly Sonic. Um, you know. Like, <laughs> and I liked that. I can't lie. Yeah, no, I, I did like it, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, I agree up, with everything you're saying. Yeah, like the random cameos and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, throw oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds well, yeah. in, you know. Like, look at, yeah, Bullet Train was so good, and I enjoyed the cameos, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, mm. I mean, there's a lot of cameos happening. A lot of cameos, yeah. But yeah. still, Bullet Train was one of the most fun movies that I've seen since COVID. Absolutely. So. And there you go. Yeah. And a movie, again, again, like a lot going on, a lot of random mm-hmm. tones, a lot of like. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, see, 90s is thriving. It's coming back, folks. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. You know, I went to the store the other day. <laughs> Forget about these movies. Let's talk about the 90s. <laughs> I went to the store the other day and there were so many 90s-esque outfits. Like, you know how the girls used to wear suspender dress skirts? Yes. With t-shirts under them? That is like a big thing again. (laughs) And I am so stoked that I am now old enough to wear an outfit like that. Um, Yay for fashion (laughs) circles. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) Gotta love it. Um, Love it. So this movie... I asked uh, our mother uh, one day, you know, what was like my favorite movie growing up? I know I watched a lot. Of, I've watched a lot of movies over and over, you know, as a kid. So it's tough. But I was like, you watched Karate Kid a lot. Yep. Let's... That was definitely one that I thought of. Short Circuit. Short Circuit. Yeah. You know, Batman Forever, actually. Like that did. Yes. That did get a lot of airtime, folks. I'm not just BSing. Like, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just trying to be. <laughs> Trying to be ironic, you know? <laughs> Batman Forever is my favorite uh, Batman movie because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, but she finally came up with, like, you know, probably The Witches. And then I was like, okay, cool. Let's dive back. Let's look at this treasure of my childhood. And I sat back and I watched this <laughs> absolutely horrifying... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep, I movie. I was watching it and I was like, this is so scary. Like, why did Jacob like this, first of all? Um, I was going to ask you if you were scared of it when you were a kid. Do you remember being scared of it? And here, and I, like, I'll ask, answer with a question. Like, did, is this, this a thing where kids kind of like being scared? Um, it's sort of like an adrenaline rush, right? Right. And yeah, because it's so weird because I am such a scaredy cat. Like I hate haunted houses. I hate to be scared and stuff. But yeah, there was something about like, yeah, it's like the fear. But there's also the adventure story going for it. Somehow Mm -hmm. I did identify with that Luke kid for whatever reason. um, And was like, I would love for I would love to have a grandma like that, like to go on adventures with my grandma like that. And like. You know, even She's though a really fun grandma. A little dark, a little grim, but <laughs> little grim. They kept like zooming in on her finger. Yeah. And I was like, this is so upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> that entire like opening, like I mean, opening with depression, like poor poor out what was her name? Erica? Anika? Poor girl. Like, yeah. Yeah, poor that girl. Generally ter- the, terrified me. 
So there's something about like, I don't know, kids and fear. Like that was also a thing about these stories growing up. These mm-hmm. witch stories, like they were meant to terrify you. Yeah, we used to read and watch Goosebumps. And that would kind of scare me when I was a kid. But also I really genuinely enjoyed it. Right. So, yeah, totally. That is a thing. There is something about, like, yeah, and I've thought about that. It's like, what is it about that? Because even that, like, we love to say now, though, it's like, oh, this could never be made today. Like, and yet we also say in the same breath, it's like, oh, things are so violent now. Kids are exposed to too much. It's like, okay, so what right. is it? Like, you know, like, right. Um, everybody, but what it comes down to is everybody wants to criticize the new generation and blah, blah, old generations and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, right. Uh, let's get into the Q&A, shall we? Yeah, buddy. So, is this too scary for kids, you think? I think it depends on your kid. Yeah, right. Uh, because it is genuinely scary. Mm. But, you know, there were enough parts to make it sort of silly, too. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, the whole mouse thing kind of silly mm-hmm. Bruno so Jenkins that... the character is kind of there totally totally Definitely comic relief right yeah so while it is scary I think that it's kind of silly and I think it's okay I don't think anything so horrible happens that a kid shouldn't watch it it's almost... and if it gives them nightmares then just don't make them watch it again <laughs> right and uh like almost has some pretty profound things to say about like stranger danger like and it's like yeah to the extent like they go there like they totally you know. did yeah um so da, 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 da. Ah, speaking of bruno how do you feel about bruno adorable obnoxious we Both? don't talk about bruno <laughs> no, no we're no. talking about him no. <laughs> um i i thought he was a cute kid And you know what? I was like, there was a couple times where I was like, oh, they're sort of exploiting him, like making him so obsessed with the cakes and the foods and asking about real butter and not margarine. But I never found it annoying. I just thought he was adorable. I found out that he like this was the only thing he ever acted in. Yeah. And he then became like a lawyer or something. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, wow. Okay. Kid knew what he wanted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I liked his character, though, and I thought he was a nice friend for for little Luke, who didn't really have any friends that we've seen. Yeah, apparently in the book, like, he's less so, like, he's definitely there to be the obnoxious, like, pompous kid Mm. and everything, which is unfortunate, because, yeah, no, it's good that Luke has a friend, you know? Um, ah, yes, the Angelica Houston performance. Um, talk about it. Um, she's just so good i mean this is morticia adams you know and then like which is the better performance here this or morticia like they're both so good and wasn't she the evil stepmother in ever after too oh my god yes yeah shit (laughs) yeah like she has put on some badass evil lady performances she's the go-to i have to say i think she makes this movie yeah. I think that if it weren't for her, that it would not have been nearly as good. Right. Um, I think that she did a fabulous job. 
She was so good. And that makeup, like let's. I oh mean, my god! To the, I mean, Jim Henson Company was involved in this thing. They were, yeah. He yeah. was like an executive producer, and obviously did like the puppets. This was his um, last movie that he worked on. I know. He yeah. only got to see a screening of it. He didn't even. Yeah. He was passed away before it even like debuted. Right. Which is right. such a bummer. Bummer, yeah. But sure. he went out with a real you know bang like yeah, it makes an impact i tell you what. Like, <laughs> i mean yeah and henson did always want to, like he was always about like not coddling kids you know like even yeah. though we make sesame street and muppets and everything like no like our movies like we we made labyrinth and the dark crystal like you know yes um very interesting fellow um let's see Oh, would you want a grandmother like Luke's? Um, I mean, she, like, hits him with the real stories, you know? Yeah, she's a super honest lady. Too honest sometimes and a little terrifying. But, you know, maybe he needed a grandma like that. I think she's very cool. Yeah. I like that they whisk away to go live in a hotel and she helps him sneak his mice in. And, you know, yeah, like, that's right. super fun. And she helps him build things for build things for the mice and you know she's just like so cool i think she's a great lady do you think they have a believable chemistry or you know that it works yeah okay i thought so too like i felt like i feel like i heard a review or something that was like it doesn't feel like she wants to kill this kid or something like that like they didn't believe the relationship or something i was like i don't know i think it's there um yeah um yeah she's great i mean who doesn't like winch hunting grandma like come on that's awesome it is pretty cool yeah. yeah i think that maybe they were just looking at like the cheesiness that was 1990 yeah which just is how like that's how it was right and the little kid actor he did a pretty dang good job especially like this was kind of his i first was so impressed movie. with him yeah mm -hmm. i was so impressed with him i was like man this little guy is doing a great job mm-hmm really like really listening like that's always that's always tricky for first performances and stuff oh, like for sure um but yeah um and then so are you familiar with roald dahl roald dahl stories did you ever read his stuff charlie and the chocolate factory james and the giant peach no but like it's a name i know and obviously i've i think i read james and the giant peach okay right i never read charlie and the chocolate factory right 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 but I'm familiar enough with the movies that are associated with his name. Yes. Um, so, Roald Dahl, uh, pretty not pleasant to work with when it came to the movie adaptations of his work, mm. um, which is unfortunate. It was also near, you know, he was he was pretty old at that point. I mean, that's got to be a factor. Um, and uh, so, in his initial reaction to this like he didn't like a lot of aspects of this movie like he was outraged by the changes they made in particular the ending like apparently in the book luke uh remains a mouse and like it they very much hint over the fact that well you know he's gonna stay a mouse there's no cure for it but grandma's also along in years so they'll probably both end up passing away together kind of thing that's like some Grim Brothers <laughs> fairy tale bullshit right there. Yeah. Like, I actually was concerned that was going to happen in the movie because I knew that there was not much time left. Right. 
And she was just like, good night, little mouse boy. And he was like, good night, grandma. I'm happy to be a mouse. How long do mice live? Like, and I was just like, this is getting to be a real, like, I like looked over at Josh and I'm like, do you think he's going to stay a mouse? Like, I was genuinely concerned about it. So you were relieved by the the change and so relieved having the witch show up, turning him back into a real boy and all that. I'm a real boy. See, yeah, thank I goodness. That was fine, and it didn't feel cheap. Like sometimes those kind of endings can feel cheap. Um, sure, I, I like that he was so hopeful, and he also came prepared. He's like, I have this chest, I have this book. There's all these American witches in it. We can hunt them down. Right. Somebody's going to have a cure for me. I love that. That was so cute. Very practical. See, like, this kid, like, yeah, he's, he's smart. He's, yeah, he's an adventurer. Um, an adventurer. And uh, so, yeah, he didn't like, so he didn't like that. But then he, in the same, but then he also said that he was uh, put off by the genuinely horrifying scenes that were also in there. And, like, okay, Valid, yes, there are some genuinely horrifying scenes. You got those going on in your book, motherfucker. Like, yeah, bro, <laughs> like, this was literally written after your book. <laughs> yeah. And, like, maybe they took, like, it's almost a it's almost a compliment at that point. Where it it's is, like, it is. You know, where it's just like, oh, that's too, too horrifying. It's like, really? You, th- <laughs> this, this guy. Okay, cool, fine, thank you. Um, yeah so i just feel like it just sounds like i'm not really on it it so it sucks from a creative standpoint you know that's always got to be hard for any time like anytime you let your book be turned into a movie man like it's not gonna you know it's not the same thing it's not the same medium um yeah so it's, it's tough but you know i feel like he's a little bit in the wrong here like you know movie's a little scary but uh it is maybe not the most faithful adaptation either, but the spirit's still there. This feels like pretty rolled doll to me, where it's like, oh, kind of right. scary, but also, hey, we're having fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with that for sure. So it's pretty unfortunate that it didn't. Yeah, care that for is it. a real bummer. Um, how should authors approach having their work adapted at that point? Like. Yeah, I always like as a book lover, I have and I'm sure most book lovers feel this way. I have a real love hate with on screen adaptations because they're never going to actually satisfy me truly. Mm -hmm. Like unless they're like word for word, scene for scene. And it's a television series in which I think you could do something like that, but they never fucking do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, you know, then you have to sort of just like accept whatever's coming at you. Yeah. Author wise, like I think that, you know, it's nice if they can regain, like hold on to some creative control um, and have a say in the process, because at least then the readers know that the author was in on all the changes and the different things that they're doing. Right. Uh, if I was an author, I would probably feel really flattered if somebody wanted to like even if they changed things, I'd be like, well, like the bones are still there. People are going to buy my book after yeah. they see this movie. Like all of those are plus, For you know. For sure. Nice. I, that's a good way of thinking about it where it's just like, because yeah, treat it like two different things because it is two different things where it's like you had your chance, like let the let the movie makers make the movie. Um, right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yep, that's I, how I feel. I agree to an extent where it's like, I feel like, yes, it's got to be one way or the, it's got to be, you're either in it every day, like, you know, you're there and everything like that, or 
you ain't that you're you're a ghost you're not there right like yeah it's but don't like yeah the the times that they're like kind of eh, they're kind of there and everything that's when things go to shit like yeah a hundred percent um awesome that kind of wraps up the questions i had what do you say we get to our favorite questions favorites all right casey (laughs) hit me with your favorite performance so that's gotta go to angelica houston she is so fabulous like holy shit i already said it earlier she made the movie yeah like she just Every single piece of it was just so good. Heck yeah. And you could tell she was so evil when she showed up with that snake. Um, <laughs> oh, that also... wasn't the same person. That wasn't Angelica Oh, my God, Houston. it wasn't. No, but uh, no, it does look a lot like her, though. Whoops. Yeah, Sorry, that guys. scene genuinely um, terrifying. Yeah, so scary. Yeah. So scary. And my heart was pounding for that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is so great. Um, yeah. And then honorary actually goes to the kid, Luke, uh, played by Jason Fisher. Awesome. And he's just so great. Yep. He only did about three movies and then, you know, moved on. And again, but turned out fine. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's always better. It's always good to hear that they're fine. Like, you know, we don't need... It's a hard life. So, you know, it's... I like hearing right. about the ones who, like, just kind of gave a good performance and then we're out of here. They were like, I'm done. Yeah. It also maybe good parenting too, like where it's like, no, 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 we're not not doing this. (laughs) I was wondering that after, you know, I read that the one kid didn't come back, uh, Bruno Jenkins. It's like, I wonder if his parents didn't like the way they were like Ah. mocking him almost. Oh, right. You know, know, fair. Like, yeah. I was curious about it. I was like, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I didn't do any research, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, favorite scene? Mm, my favorite scene is the witch, like, right when we see that there's a witch convention and they're scheming about the children and they're all taking their wigs off. It is, like, a genuinely upsetting scene. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> And did you know some of those extras were men in women's clothing? I did read that. That's pretty awesome. Like, I like that. It's very cool. (laughs) I loved it. I was like, okay. Which it makes sense because they're going for kind of more grotesque witches, you know. So Mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah, it kind of works. Also, what I was pleased to see, we have a couple of black witches in the audience. Hell yeah. And I think, and I thought I saw uh, one, uh, yeah, one Indian or, uh, yeah. Mm. So really awesome to see. Hell yeah. Um, favorite line of dialogue. Uh, this is from Grandma Helga. Great. To okay. Luke. When your father was a boy like you and living with me here in Norway, I told him about witches too, so that he would be aware. Now, the most important thing you should know about real witches is this. Now, listen very carefully. Real witches dress in ordinary clothes and look very much like ordinary women. They live in ordinary houses and they work ordinary jobs. See, and I like, again, I think this is part of what appealed to me as a kid. You always like the idea of like, I know there's another world. Like there's the world there where things happen that, you know, I can't explain to my parents are always like, ah, you know. You know, always yes. are aware of this other world, and like, yeah, this movie kind of plays into that. It's like, oh no, they're it totally out there. does, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 
Perfect. Awesome. So, out of five stars, how many stars do you give The Witches? I'm going to give it a solid three and a half. Nice. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, especially, still holds up relatively well. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. If anything, it kind of pushes the envelope, which is hard, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, would you rewatch or recommend? Why not? That's where I'm at. Why not? Why not? It's scary. It's fun. And especially this time of year, it's a perfect gateway It's a great, drug. like, yes, I was just going to say, like, oh, let's start into the scary movies. Let's start into the Halloween movies. This is a really fun one. And it was fun to watch with Practical Magic as a double feature because of their different takes on witches, too. Yes, exactly. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then would you reboot? So this has been rebooted. <laughs> I was going to say, just did it. <laughs> yep, very recently. Um, have Anne you watched Hathaway. the reboot? I have not. And I... does Anne Hathaway play like the high evil witch? The grand high witch, yes. Grand high witch. Um, I really want to watch it now because I love Anne Hathaway so much. Yes, and it's kind of a good casting in that way. That it's like, yeah, we need somebody who's kind of a little extra, but in like that good way. <laughs> yeah, totally. I am. I don't feel like i heard great things about it same yeah uh, i don't feel like i heard terrible things either though right so it could be fun to watch and i don't have the sentimental right attachment that you do so like i might find it super fun exactly. it's got a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes all right so see it's yeah perfect like yeah it's it's all right <laughs> it's fine cool. yeah exactly so that's kind of good to go into because yeah you could go one way or the other yeah exactly Awesome. But then, uh, but yeah, no, any like reboot again or, you know? I don't know. I don't think it needs to be rebooted again. Maybe a musical or. (laughs) That could be super fun. Could be. I mean, it's probably coming. Like (laughs) (laughs) they already got to Matilda, you know, they're working their way through the rolled doll books. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has already been a musical. Like, yeah. That's true. Yep. So who knows? All right. Oh my god, now I'm seeing pure imagination in my brain. (laughs) Well, let's move on to the next movie. Let's do it. Which, by the way, does not have a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 23. Thank you. I'm really glad you look offended. I know that you just kind of were like, maybe it fits. (laughs) It's a bit surprising. I was horrified when I saw it because to me, this... It's a cult uh, we'll classic. get into it. I'm gonna like, yeah, it's it's I literally mean, a cult classic. It's, cl- it's literally like a, a cult classic. Especially with that like knowledge. It's like, oh, it's yeah. well rated. Well, definitely a cult classic then. Yeah, it did really terribly at opening weekend. And yeah. and then when it hit like VCR and TV, that's when it made mm. like money, and that's when people started like obsessing over it too. Interesting. See, that's how they happen. That's usually how cult classics work out too. Yeah. The slow burn. The slow burn. <laughs> Sisters, sorry. Let's get into this. Sisters, <laughs> Sally, played by Sandra Bullock, and Jillian, played by Nicole Kidman were raised by their two loving yet eccentric aunts, played by Stockard Channing and Diane Weist, mm-hmm. who taught them all about their family's ties to magic and witchcraft, and the curse that threatens any man who dares to fall in love with them. 
While Sally fears falling in love at all, Jillian is determined to fall in love as much as possible. Years later, Sally is a widower raising two adorable girls, and Jillian, well, she has fallen in love as much as possible. <laughs> With Sally struggling to get motivated, Jillian shows up to help. Help how she can. But soon enough, it's Jillian who needs all the help she can get after catching the attention of an aggressively passionate Dracula cowboy type named Jimmy Angelove. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Um, when things get particularly dangerous for Jillian, Sally accidentally poisons Jimmy, and the sisters desperately try to resurrect and eventually bury the dead psycho wannabe boyfriend in the backyard. Mm -hmm. That's when things take a turn for the more mm -hmm. sinister. Yes. <laughs> if they, I mean, we've taken a few turns already, but... <laughs> <laughs> With a charming investigator showing up to find out what happened to Jimmy, Sally and Jillian will have to be there for each other more than ever as they battle the law and the forces of evil. Evil. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. There you go. That's great. Practical magic. It's practically pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. No, it is um, good. It's definitely a comfort movie for me. I watch it every year around Halloween, yes. as do many other 90s babies. Um, it's one of those movies that I feel like really embodies sisterhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Thank God. Like you said earlier. Yeah, it's great. Um, also, like, I have definitely sat around drinking with my friends at night and thought about that scene, the Midnight Margaritas. Midnight Margaritas. Yeah. So fun. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I just, I really I love had, that it like, takes place on of... an island. Um, yeah. And that they are the island witches and stuff. I love that idea and was not surprised to find out. Did you know that those islands are from our neighbors in Washington. Those are the San Juan freaking islands. Yes. I was hoping you were going to see that. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. They are the San Juan islands. Um, or part of the part of the San Juan islands. Uh, the house doesn't exist there. Mm -hmm. They like built it just for this movie. Again, the it's 90s were a wild time. You know, who was also sad was Barbara Streisand who like wanted to buy it. Um, <laughs> she was real bummed. <laughs> That's awesome. You know that you have awesome set designers when Barbara freaking Streisand wants to buy <laughs> the property that you built. <laughs> it's always so sad because, see, they, uh, that house didn't exist. And then the house from, uh, 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 God damn, that horrible <laughs> Keanu Reeves movie with Sandy. Oh, the lake house. The lake house. <laughs> Which... Basically, Sandra Bullock has is the most featured of actor in this podcast. Probably, I think we've. <laughs> I think you might be right, like... but we both really have a strong love for her. Yeah. Um. So it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. True. Which I need to sign you her new rom com next season, mm. the one that she did with Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, comfort movie, I can see that for sure. I can see this being a... I mean, this is a feminist movie for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, even the whole premise of their curse is like, 
ah, this man scorned me, so fuck all men. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a feminist film. Um, You know, the sisters have such an undeniable bond. They have the aunts. And then when Sally has kids, it's two girls. Right. So women are very, very central in this, which I love. Right. And I, there's this thing, this uh, ongoing thing of, yeah, it's a recurring thing. There's always like two daughters, it seems. And they mm-hmm. always seem to be two parts of that original witch's personality to an extent. Yeah. Because she was known for being, you know, kind of, you know, turned some heads of the, the local men and so on and so forth, similar to Jillian. Yes. But then also, like, she was just magical and, like, also pretty awesome person. Like, yeah, similar to Sally. Sally. Yeah. yeah. Which I like. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to have a favorite of these two, I think. Yeah. Sisters. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we get into the Q&A, mm-hmm. I have one fun thing I wanted to talk about, which you maybe read. But uh, the director um, consulted with an actual witch. Oh, I did not know. Did You, you didn't. Okay, so when he was making this movie... Um, consulted with an actual witch to make sure that everything felt good, nothing was offensive, like they wanted to be very respectful. But then she, so they paid her for that, and then she tried to get more money from them. She was like, well, now I want a percentage of your sales. Okay. And they were like, no, and then she threatened (laughs) to hex him, and then she did hex him. And he actually had an exorcism performed on the set. So. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> wow. Well. I just thought, you know, that's something I have to bring up on the podcast because it's kind of an insane. That's perfect. <laughs> what that a journey. Kind of makes sense for this movie. Like, well, so <laughs> from the stance that it did feel like it was respectful, it felt like, okay, we're not like, we're not making fun of, we're not satirizing, we're not like making evil like these are just women who i would say are in tune with magic and know how to use the earth's bounty like you know reminds me like i would put it on par with like kiki's delivery service ah love kiki's delivery service um like that level of like magic so yeah magical realism let's say Mm -hmm. yeah to yeah to an extent no yeah that's accurate because even then it doesn't have to mean everything is magical but just like when it happens, it's kind of, you know, like, yeah, the the stirring of the cup that Sally's character has, like, you know, little yes, touches like that. that, you know. Um, I love that. Yeah. Good stuff. And now you can so actually good. have that shit. Like, they have self-stirring goddamn... <laughs> they sure do. I don't have one, but I've heard about them. Yeah. And I've seen little ads for them on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of touched on it earlier, but, like... The, the soundtrack definitely gives way that it's a 90s film. Yeah, for sure. Were you totally, like, completely jarred when that Faith Hill song came on and yeah. she just oh, started I said, running? Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I practically lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, this feels familiar. Oh, this is kind of nice. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so out of place like yeah so out of place and and what they're doing is out of place like what are we doing here like why are y'all walking at each other like what is this like it was so random right (laughs) you're just like last we saw they kind of shared a glance like (laughs) yeah now they're running to each other seeing this kiss like so i have to assume is this like their thing like like when he's on the clock like you know no funny business but then oh shit oh bell rings all right let's go motherfucker <laughs> i just don't fucking know man okay it is cool. it was the weird and it did not get explained and this was also based off a book that i actually haven't read wow um, yeah. because i love the movie so much i'm like do i want to read the book mm. because i've heard that it's quite a bit different oh let's see and i don't know if i do so i just haven't um alice hoffman is the author yep um, um and then they have yeah then he gets taken out very reminiscent of uh uh, City of Angels for me. Like, it's oh like, yeah, oh. for sure. It's like, oh, they're really into this. <laughs> yeah, Bam. yeah, real yeah. fucking bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real fucking bummer. Seems like a decent poor dude. girl. I mean, we knew it was gonna happen, right? But still, it was a bummer. Bummer. Um. Totes bums. So why do you think that this is like such a cult classic now? It really bombed at the box office, and Sandra Bullock had just done. Speed 2. Really? Wow. And so that one also tanked. So yes. that tanked at the box office, partially because Keanu wasn't in it. And um, she, she like, got advice from someone that said, like, well, <clears throat> you should follow your heart and not, like, what you think is going to be, like, a blockbuster. And that led her to this movie. Hmm. And the movie Hope Floats, which is also a really great rom-com right. uh, for Sandra Bullock. Yep. Um, so I think what makes it a cult classic is, so yeah, the, the various tones. Yes. Uh, for sure. Like that usually, like a cult classic usually has that going for where it's like, oh, I can, I can relate to something or I, I love this aspect of it. Like, and I get that. Um, Mm -hmm. because yeah, at times it's kind of creepy, but then it's also surreal, but then also kind of funny but then mm-hmm. also genuinely sad <laughs> god mm-hmm. yes going on yeah um, so that the performances obviously and especially the ants like holy crap Ugh, i that's one of my questions i was gonna ask you what did you think of the ants yeah no the ants are probably like well i mean of course the two actresses are top of their game at this time so they're doing fabulous great. but no i'm here for the ants man like i want i want a series on them i want to know their story i want to just yeah and especially but it would have to be those actors so i don't know like <laughs> because they I know, were great at this point yeah they were great they had great chemistry so good very necessary ingredient and, and the fashion the ants- is off the hook oh my god it's so good (laughs) the fashion in this movie is so good one of the ants is um oh my gosh i don't know her real name we just saw her we just saw her last week yeah rizzo from greece yeah and i really prefer this performance yeah no absolutely this makes me want to dive into more of her stuff it's like okay if she's got some range like hello yeah, yeah totally yeah 
Yeah, I found her to be like such a warm presence in this movie. But also kind of, um, but also acerbic, you know, she's for sure. She's the bad cop. And then Diane Weist is the good cop. Yes. Um, which, oh God, I love Diane. This is great Diane Weist material. She's from uh, Edward Scissorhands was what came to mind oh. for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, she's great. So good. Love the ants. I'm here for the ants. Uh, I love them too. Um, did you like their takes on witches slash magic? Yeah, no, I love, so, you know, I have an appreciation for all levels. Like when done correctly, like magic can be as extreme as you want it to be or as minimal. This went Mm -hmm. for the more minimalist route Mm -hmm. and, but also, uh, slightly more accurate, if you will. Like this felt very much, yeah, like we were talking about it felt like respectful and like, no, we're not going to make fun of it. Like hocus pocus, you know, we're, you know, we're not focusing on the history of witches too much, you know? No. Um, but this one, no, like, uh, so often you go right for the sinister witches and stuff, but these are just, you know, like, no, they just do their little spells here and there. Sometimes they're love spells. Sometimes, yes, there are those dark spells, but we don't like to dabble in that shit. Like, you know. Right. They're like, no, magic is good. Mm-hmm. We don't do bad things with our magic. Um, Was it clear to you how the spell got broken? The love spell? Not really. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that feels this way. I've watched this movie a million times and I've always just been like, well, that's, I'm assuming that this dude gets to live, <laughs> you know, the cop man, like I'm assuming they live happily ever after and nobody's going to die. But, yeah, right. but uh, I did some research today and they said that the exorcism, like, and the sisterhood bond broke yes. that. So and it's, I was like, okay, it's frozen. it's frozen before frozen um right (laughs) so i was like okay i wish they would have like i do wish they would have spelled that out for the viewers just a little more or something like there's nothing to indicate like we had to know i don't know yeah it has to be something where we had to know that there was a loophole in there that that was gonna break it or something like right uh, yeah something it needed something i don't know what yeah, that was like, that's always the only kind of drawback for me is I'm like, well, I want to know that that guy's not going to die. And I do know, but like, I wish they would have told me yeah, um, exorcism. in and, some way. <laughs> and I think, and part of it is the fact that the town, like, right now they're accepted by the town, whereas that wasn't like even before, even the original witch, like that's kind of what kick, kicked it all off. Not being right, which she wasn't everybody. accepted. But now that they're accepted, it's like okay, well, curse is done then because this we are no longer like yeah. <laughs> I love the scene where they're all sitting at the table and they're taking shots and saying genuinely mean things to each other. Um, that scene makes me laugh every time and it makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> for people to speak like <laughs> the truth like that, you know? Is this a thing? Like, do people do, you know, no, not to be okay, fine. But do women do this, Casey? Like, is this, um, is this well, a girl thing? Sit around and drink, but I, sure. I find it to be a much more polite situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Good, good, I don't good. think I would ever like do that if people were mean to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do our I thing. Think it was the dude was like possessing them because of the tequila, you know. But still, I was. I'm always like kind of laughing and uncomfortable with that situation. That's. Oh, I'm just putting that together up. for you. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! I knew something was up because that's... there's a lot of layers to yep. this film. Nope. Like, and we'll get more to it. Yeah. Okay. And next question. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, what did you think of um, Sandra and Nicole's acting performances? So both individually are doing fine. Yeah. I don't know how well they... So I think the chemistry is there. Yeah. Uh, but I did read that uh, they didn't anticipate doing so many takes because you got Sandy over here who's always pro. Like she doesn't like she does it She's in the just... minimal. Oh yeah, I read takes. about this. And then Nicole Kidman was just coming off a Kubrick film where he was just this motherfucker just wanted to put his actors through hell and just made them do hundreds of takes sometimes because to get them to stop acting or whatever no you're a tyrant shut oh, up sit down so I horrible don't, like i don't want to that's hear like it. genuine <laughs> torture like yeah like and yet nobody how long did it take to film those movies oh years. like yeah he's yeah like, that was his thing like i'd ne i'll never understand it like but he gets to get away with it because the movies were good and not even <laughs> I don't like, even know because I don't know who that person is. You Stanley know, Cooper. Yeah, he's not not great, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so she was you know used to that, so she was kind of loosey goosey, and that does. But that's kind of fitting for the characters. Um, yeah, that's true. And did kind of feel that way. I gotta say, of the two, Sandy did feel the most locked in, and Nicole Kidman did feel the most like I'm like I don't. I'm not. I don't know what you want from me because one minute, like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. it, uh, she seems to go for the, no, I'm the tough bitch. Like, you know, yeah, ooh, yeah. lock up your, lock up your guys, girls. Woo <laughs> like, it's like, okay, that's drastically different from, uh, I, I can't do anything. I'm the victim. Sorry. But like, you know, kind of playing up the victim uh, role. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, just her, but the character, like, they're, she's serving the role of victim all the time and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, drugging her boyfriend to go to sleep, even though, like, so she can get sleep. It's like, well, you could just, like, the, maybe it's time to move on <laughs> before you, before things start to escalate the way they do. Right. Like, if you have to drug somebody to go to sleep, probably not the right person for you. Exactly. Just making an assumption. Exactly. Like, where it's like, I love, yeah, right. That friend, you know, that you have. Where it's but like, everybody has a friend like that, right? Yes. Because I certainly do. Yes, absolutely. Um, And, yeah, you help someone they need your help. Mm -hmm. But it's always like, you're like, come on, mm -hmm. let's not get in this situation next time. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and it does totally. make it satisfying when she does make some progress. She has growth. For and sure. Everything like this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. But, but yeah, I don't know. Her performance, what, like, it, yeah, this was an example of a Nicole Kidman performance where I'm like, you know, I don't get the, yeah, I don't get the whole, oh, she's my favorite actress. Like, she's done good work. <laughs> yeah, I'm not disappointed in her. Right. At all. Like, I thought she was what she needed to be for the character. Oh, and she's got outstanding Sand moments, too. Like, I also want to say. For sure. Like, yeah. But yeah, Sandra Bullock's character is just so much more, like, 
but maybe we just are so biased too because we love her but she does just like pull you in and ah so good yeah and it's all and it actually is solidly both of their movies like it is i would yeah they got pretty equal time it kind of you know it kind of feels like sally's fueling it a little more because in the end she's the one who ends up with the guy and all that good stuff but yeah we saw her husband die like that we did see a little bit more of her story but we still saw the other sister's story a lot too yeah, exactly yep um you know what you know who could have you know who could have played it who robin wright um uh jenny from uh forrest gump oh yeah she would have been good she would have been good uh buttercup from princess bride anyway but yeah she's great but, you know, Nicole Kidman did great. She did. And she a, did great. And a very young Evan Rachel Wood, which was awesome to see. And totally makes sense that she went on to be better because she was a great little kid actress. So. She was. I yeah. know. I was so happy to see her. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I ever put it together before. Yeah. <laughs> but that's definitely the first thing I ever saw her in. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Um... Okay, I think that's all my basic questions. Now it's time for our favorites. All right. Favorites. Mm, favorite performance. Favorite performance. You know what? Okay. So sometimes we forget that this is favorite performance, not best performance. Okay. So, I like that you're saying that. And I feel like, you know. <laughs> Uh, no, Stalker Channing is my favorite performance in this thing. I She's love so good. Aunt... She's so good. <laughs> I love Aunt Frances, Aunt Franny, you know. And, uh, yeah, just, want, again, want to hang out with both of those aunts, but in particular, oh, yeah. the Frances character. Um, so, yeah, she definitely, I feel like, lit up the screen. I was always happy to see her character. And it's just too freaking obvious to go for Sandra Bullock at this point. So she gets the honorary oh, yeah. mention this time, okay? <laughs> well, at least she's in there still. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention, too, um, speaking of the Midnight Margaritas, yeah. they were all actually drinking. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> and you can just feel it. And it it's such a memorable scene. Like, everybody is always, if you mention Practical Magic, people will be like, Midnight Margaritas. Right. And it's like, I'm like, this is the one time where I really think it works that they were all drinking. Right. Because usually I'm like, I don't know yeah, if that works super well. That. Yeah. <laughs> but it totally works for this movie. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite scene? I mean, obviously, Midnight Margaritas. We've been talking <laughs> yes. about it the whole fucking time. <laughs> we have. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's great. And like, everybody does point it out. Like, even Oscar, who wasn't the biggest fan of this one, like, he points out. It's like, you know, they, the trailer's like me i was led to believe it was going to be midnight margaritas the whole time and instead i get <laughs> this just one scene this fucking tonally crazy movie which he's not wrong so it's like no i mean i get it but it works for me like <laughs> yeah you have to like the chaos yeah or just accept it or whatever and then sometimes like some people do love that chaos but it's just the wrong chaos for them or whatever totally and totally probably the case here so but no, Midnight Margaritas is great stuff. Dancing and then the yeah, the drinking part. But yeah, no, it, because it was like, that was the yeah. example where I'm just like, wait, what tone are we going? Because it's kind of, I'm getting like sinister camera angles. and what, Yeah, like, oh. it's interesting how they do it too. Because when they first are like, have the margaritas and they're starting to dance, it really reminds me of the scene in Beetlejuice. The singing scene in Beetlejuice. Right. 
Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Don't know why, but it totally like has the same sort of vibe for a minute. Uh And then they sort of go, like you said, to like these weird camera angles. And then you start to feel the sinister quality, which I think was because the tequila was poisoning them. And I never Um, put that. That's yeah. That's that helps where it's like, okay. Cause yeah. And then the music changes were like, wait, what am I supposed to be getting right now? Like what? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I was like, what's happening? And But I loved it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, favorite quote? So I kind of tore, tore down a little bit. But no, it comes from Nicole Kidman's character Excellent. here. Um, and this is one of those standout moments that I was talking about. And it's between her and Evan Rachel Wood, where she's like, hey, you know what? Ever stretch your arms out and spin and spin really, really fast? Well, that's what love is like makes your heart race and turns the world upside down but if you're not careful if you don't keep your eyes on something still you can lose your balance you can't see what's happening to the people around you you can't see that you're about to fall i love that yeah it is such a good quote yeah it's good shit and she delivered it really nicely and that's when yeah that's what i took a turn where it's like okay no i see you nicole kidman all right there's some genuine work going on there all right (laughs) and i do love that even though her character might not have been the most stable character she was always there for her sister her sister was always there for her like that's just the backbone theme of this movie is like oh we'll drop whatever we're going through to be with you if you need me that's very true because sometimes they would make that character more flighty more flaky and all that stuff but no at the end of the day yeah you're right she showed up yep she showed up and we know that sally was there for her because she helped her fucking kill a guy and then bring him back to life and then kill him again (laughs) and then i love Um, that see again it's like oh okay oh it's this movie okay we're gonna bring him back all right no no no, okay. Did you he's like the dead. second love interest? <laughs> Aiden Quinn, he's all right. It took a while. It grew on me. Like, I was like, Yeah, I was yeah. like, Huh. Yeah. I was sort of like, Huh. But I did like that she couldn't lie to him for some reason. Right. And yeah. he's like, Did you kill him? And she's like, A couple times. Like, <laughs> I did like laugh at that. I was like, Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> no, exactly. Yes, very well done. Mm hmm. Awesome. Well, what would you rate it out of five stars? I give it a four. Solid four. Yeah. Because Woo. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Like and I it's do a love perfect one to start watching right, you know, as you're headed into October. Absolutely. hmm Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Uh would you uh recommend re I did I see rewatch? Rewatch and recommend. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Because it's also got, like, I'm going to want to get to the bottom of more <laughs> things. Like, It has really good rewatchability, which I think is another reason it's a cult classic. Especially because, yeah, we got a guy <laughs> yeah. in the spirit realm battling a guy with a star. What the fuck? Right? Yeah, there's, like, a lot happening there. A lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, And then, would you reboot it? Hell yeah. So this thing has (laughs) so much uh, like potential for that because I'm seeing like, I'm surprised we didn't get, I mean, the title alone screams sitcom. Like, I can't believe we didn't get a sitcom at some point. So they tried to make a TV show. Okay. And Sandra Bullock was actually going to be an executive producer. Damn. All right. And somehow like they had made 
like posters for it. They had made like announcements about it and somehow the deal fell through. And then recently, like maybe five years ago, ABC put out an announcement. We're going to make a practical magic show. Okay. And again, it fell through. So I don't know what. It's fucking (laughs) cursed. It's the hex from the witch. Oh my God. Damn it. We're never going to get it. It would be so good, though. You're right. It would be the best type of sitcom. Are you kidding? I would love to watch a witch sitcom. I mean, that, and I'm just saying, like, it's, like, maybe too bold to say, but it has franchise ability because you could dive into the past of multiple generations, actually. So many, yeah. Like, yeah. So many. And, uh... Totally. I mean, I definitely, yeah, I definitely want to see a show about the, the ants, like, something, like, their adventures and so on and so forth like yeah there's just there's a big well to draw from here so i would love to see a reboot i mean i could even see like fuck it like stage musical like all of those things it could be so fun as a stage musical for real i will say that once they got into the stevie nicks songs for this i was much happier Mm. that faith hill one just felt so like jarring and out of place and i was like what the f is happening for real like and like you said, it's been used in so many movies. Um, I would count so this as rom-coms. yeah, not not used effectively here. You know, for sure. Oh, do you know a movie off the top of your head where it's used the most effectively? No, okay. not off the top of my head. Yeah, but fine. you know, I actually feel like, and please don't quote me on this because it's been probably ten years since I watched it. But I actually feel like the movie Hope Floats, which Sandra Bullock was also in also uses this song okay okay um <laughs> fun so that's also kind of weird yeah um and i could be wrong right. like i could be thinking of a different movie but i don't know it's just like one of those things that i'm like was it was it <laughs> um nice. <laughs> yeah Perfect. so crazy so crazy so yeah i wouldn't uh, it sucks that the curse isn't gonna let it happen but there you go <laughs> i mean yeah all right, folks. Well, so that takes care of both of the movies. So now it's time to make the k- connections. Yeah, buddy. Chess pawns, clock, matches, all physical objects, man-made. Small in size, light in weight. That's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected. In the great circle of life. All right, Casey. So, what have you got for connections between the witches and practical magic? Both are based off of books. Yes, nailed it. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Both feature small crawling creatures that feature prominently in uh, practical magic. You got beetles and frogs, and then mice and the witches. That's true. Uh, both have witches in them. <laughs> Bingo. Both have tragic car accidents that claim the lives of a character important to the lead, Luke's parents yep. or Sally's uh, ex-husband. Uh, both have orphaned children going to live with elder family members. Nice. Yep. Um, I think that's all I got. And yep. then all I have left is both have a very 90s feel to them. And both have strong magic slash witch opinions. Yeah. So one side is like witches are bad and one side is like, no, witches are really good. And I was going to put like both uh, like both buy into the kind of stereotype that 
only women are witches. That is true. Um, but it doesn't hold up when you when we did talk about the fact that there are men dressed up as witches in the witches. So <laughs> that's true. Couldn't that's do true. it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> On a technicality, yep. I could not include that connection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's the connections, and uh, so awesome. Uh, the show continues uh, its reputation. Um, all right, and so now we're going to move on to a sequence where we do some movie matchmaking for you. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. All right, so... If you enjoyed the movie Practical Magic, mm-hmm. you might also enjoy Witches of Eastwick. Death Becomes Her. And Now and Then. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And if you enjoyed The Witches, you might enjoy Matilda. Yes. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And the Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I need to see that one, actually. I've never seen that, but I've heard decent things about it. Um, yeah. Appeals to a certain audience, for sure. Um, and it's got Jack Nicholson, I think. Yeah, sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, there's that. And uh, perfect. So now it's time for recommendations. Mm-hmm. So, mine's the most drastic. So, recently started uh, working on building my first computer to my own specifications, like a super nerd, because I'm moving on into more primo gaming as well as streaming and all this other stuff. Also, just want to have the freedom to create more stuff. So, building a computer, and uh, Casey's helped me out, Josh has helped me out. And uh, in particular, I wanted to recommend PC Part Picker, which Hell is a yeah. website that uh, will let you know if the parts you're picking out are even compatible and uh, let you know what uh, isn't working out. So, yeah, highly recommend it. PC Part Picker. PC Part Picker PC is part picker. awesome. It is a lifesaver when you're trying to build a computer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I am going to recommend a tv show on hulu great um it's kind of fitting it's not about a witch but it's about a psychic okay um it's called maggie maggie and it's really like a rom-com sitcom probably only gonna get one season because of when it came out (laughs) tv show that's like actually very good um yeah it's great it's about this psychic who she's doing readings at a party and she meets a guy and then she sees like her life with him Uh and then she meets him again later and then she sees his life with someone else and so yeah the whole thing is sort of like trying to figure out is he meant for her is he meant for this other girl Mm. and and in the meanwhile she's like figuring out her own shit so it's very much like a sitcom-y like girl in her 20s or Hmm. early 30s trying to figure her life out trying to battle love stuff and also this just like random psychic uh fun fun things happening nice what's it called yeah it's called maggie maggie Nice. and it's on hulu and it's 10 episodes and it goes by so fast 
Perfect. All right, folks. Well, if you have recommendations that you would like to send our way, you can do that by sending them via our email. At movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram. At the movie connection, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. We've got a Facebook, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Hey, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Maybe give us a rate and review. Maybe five stars if you're feeling generous. Uh, star yeah. is my favorite shape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us, folks. By the Oh, now the moment you've all been waiting for, that time where we announce the movies that we are assigning each other for next week to watch. Yeah. And you know, we're getting into spooky season, so it just feels like we should stick to the pattern, stick to the theme, if you will. All right, Casey, what do you got for me? I am assigning you Babysitter. The Babysitter. The Babysitter. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) It's Um, on Netflix. Perfect. All right. I've heard about this one. I'm interested. And uh, it's a fun watch. Great. Um, I'm going to assign you something a little quirky, a little hard to pin down, but also pretty scary at parts. Um, it's called Evil Dead 2. And I know you're like, but I haven't seen Evil Dead, Jacob. It's like, I promise you it will not matter. And that's part of of the charm. (laughs) Because you would. I'm here for it. And is this the one in the 80s? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, cool. Definitely want to make sure to pick out the difference because, yeah. It might <laughs> Don't want to watch the wrong one. Might play into a, a future episode. You never know. Okay. Okay, everybody. Well, so join us next week for The Babysitter and Evil Dead 2. Do it. Bye. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. So, we are all connected in the great circle of life.